0: Welcome to episode 335 of Habs Unfiltered. I'm your host Blaine Pudvey, and I am on my own for this episode. Uh Treg is dealing with some work and so is Matt. Uh fortunately, I can I'm a little bit more flexible. I brought my laptop into work so this is going to be an audio only podcast. There will be no video because nobody wants to see the cubicle that I have to work in. Moving on. Uh, this weekend was a very eventful weekend for the Canadians, an actual good news weekend. If you're, you know, actually all around good news. The Canadians won a game in dramatic fashion. The young guys played extremely well. There was no movement uh, in the standings. They remain right where they were. So the, even the tank and the anti-tank fans are all happy-ish. and. The Canadiens signed prospect Sean Farrell to a three-year, $1.1 million per season entry-level contract. So I'm going to start with him. Sean Farrell is now a Montreal Canadian. He's joining the Habs tonight in Buffalo. Uh, He's not expected to play, but he is with the team now. And... Pardon me. And... He's among people that he knows. Uh, Jordan Harris spoke at length about him in his uh, media availability today, which is the 27th of March, talking about his intelligence and what to expect from him. Um, More importantly, Adam Nicholas, the the man in charge of player development, has been pumping this kid's tires for the last couple of years. He's known him since he was the a uh, player development coach with the Chicago Steel of the USHL, where Sean Farrell played. Their relationship began there when, when Nicholas was working towards improving Farrell's skating, which at the time was his one weakness. So in the intervening four years from that point, Farrell's skating has gone from a weakness to a strength. And Nicholas has been raving about this kid as if he is going to become the next star. Now, that's not my expectation. My expectation is he's going to join the team this year. We're going to see some stuff, uh, possibly some really good offensive instincts, some problems defensively that they're going to work on over the summer. But my my total expectation is that Sean Farrell could become a very solid middle six winger for the Montreal Canadiens. Yes, Size is an issue. He is under five foot ten, but he's not he's not losing all of his puck battles. If you've watched him play with Harvard, where he dominated the ECAC, leading Harvard to the ECAC championship for the second year, uh, he's a Hobie Baker finalist, top 10. Uh, very good chance that he could walk away with the Hobie Baker or be one of the final three. But you watch him play. He actually wins the majority of his one-on-one battles. And he, it's not because he's, it's not size. He uses his smarts for body positioning, for leverage, uh, judging his speed, all of it. Now he's not going to win every battle in the NHL, but you can rely on him to at least be in each one and make life hard for the other team and even win half or more of his one-on-one battles. So as a playmaker, that is also very helpful. He is, he's very strong on the transition game. He is very strong on the controlled zone exits. He's good off the rush. He's good on controlled zone entries. Um, So this is the type of player that likes to play a possession style at with with pace at a high speed, which is exactly what Marty St. Louis is looking to build with the Canadians. So he fits the overall plan. Uh, I, for one, am very excited to see what he's going to do. Uh, I know the Canadians could use a little bit of an excitement push for the last few games of the season. And there's nothing stopping him from going down to Laval if Laval makes the playoffs to join them for a playoff run. Moving on from there, the game on the weekend. The Columbus Blue Jackets came in to visit the Montreal Canadiens. It was their second game in back-to-back nights. Uh, a bit of an emotional letdown on their part, but nonetheless, the Canadians came out to play. They played at a high pace. They play, They worked. Everybody worked hard. There was no... There were no passengers in that game. montambo had a strong game, made a couple of nice saves. Doc and Suzuki looked amazing. Uh, Suzuki, I think, has... He had a four-point night, and he's had multiple-point games now, three or four games in a row. And I do not think it's a coincidence that this streak began when Kirby Doc returned. Kirby Doc playing at center in the last game with the... Uh, against the Blue Jackets provides a bit of a cushion. Now teams can only don't have to key in on Suzuki. They have to also game plan for Kirby doc in his line. So having two centers who are effective players, uh, puck retrieval, uh, defensively uh, generate offense, very creative offensively teams have to key in on them and they have to split up their best defenders to be able to match up with those lines. And that opens up opportunities and Suzuki has been taking advantage of it. So that's good news for the Canadians. We're seeing what they, what those, those two can bring as centers and doc is going to be used as a center more so now, even uh, St. Louis said that, in his last uh, post-game press conference that he sees Doc as the center going forward. But the biggest story out of that game, pardon me, biggest story out of the game was Raphael Harvey Pinard and his natural hat trick in a second period. Now the Canadians completely dominated that second period and basically walked away from the blue jackets in in that game up to this uh, To the end of the first, it was fairly even score-wise, but the Canadians were starting to generate momentum and push the Jackets onto their heels. The second period, they knocked the Jackets on their butts. Merzlikens was on his own. Uh, I know that Columbus is icing the majority of an AHL team, but so are the Montreal Canadiens. And the Canadians took advantage of, I guess maybe tired legs, maybe some uh, discombobulated play, play where the players weren't really focused, but the Canadians did play focus. They did come in waves with speed, and it paid off. An eight-two win is nothing to sneeze at. Now it's clearly an outlier in the remainder of the season, just like the Florida game where they lost nine to five. But it does indicate that the system that they're trying to implement is an exciting brand of hockey. I mean, the fans were throwing up the wave. They were, they were singing ole, ole, ole. And while people crap on the wave, I think it's great. The fans are having fun. Everybody's singing and dancing and enjoying themselves and forgetting that they're paying $15 for warm, Beer <laughs> per can, so fans yeah, had fun, and, and Harvey Pinard also had a very fun night, scoring that natural hat trick the way he did, his first professional hat trick. Um, and, and he did it in. It wasn't lucky goals. It wasn't weird bounces. He did it by playing the game that he always plays. He goes to the net. Three goals were within a few feet of the net. Now, one of them was a beautiful shot that he put over uh, Merzlikens' shoulder. But the other two were were one was a tap in off a beautiful feed, uh, a slap pass, and the other one was him going to the net and just banging in a rebound. In all three instances, this the, they're they're scored in a way that fits his style of play. And it's while his shooting percentage is very high in what you'd expect a player of his stature to be able to produce, I counter that while it may not be sustainable, it's not that far off from what he could provide because the majority of his shots, as I said earlier, are taken from in close, which improves the percentage that they can go in. I'm not saying he's going to be a top six center or a top six winger in the NHL next season. What I am saying is that he's going to compete for that top nine role. He, he's one of the leaders and goals on the team already. It's, it's ridiculous how well he has played since his call-up. And I don't think Laval's going to see him back uh, next year. They might see him back if they make the playoffs but they won't see him back next year. I do see him making the team. Now, you got to remember the most important thing when we're building a hockey team is stay committed to the plan and trust the process. So this summer, we're going to see uh, a lot of different rumors bandying about, but at the end of the day, they're going to be going with young players. They're not going to be signing any of these older guys. They're not going to be going after um, big names in trades. Uh, Like I know the big, big rumor right now is Pierre-Luc Dubois, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I've got a poll out there right now and it's already got about 400 votes and the majority on that poll tend to agree with my point of view. Wait until he's a UFA. There's no point in giving up assets for a guy who says he wants to become a Montreal Canadian. So just build your team, focus on staying committed to the plan as is, and don't get distracted by outside noise. If he fits the team's plan when he becomes a UFA, and if he wants to come to Montreal and sign and his contract demands aren't outrageous, then yeah, bring him in. But don't change the plan to fit a guy that might only be using the Canadians to up his value in a a contract negotiation this summer. So that's pretty much it. It's a short but sweet episode. Um, Covered a couple of little points. The Canadians are going to play Buffalo tonight. Uh, It should be interesting. Uh, Tage Thompson may or may not play, which is unfortunate. I'd like to see this kid play tage thompson is fun to watch um and the canadians are going to have a back-to-back night hopefully tomorrow we'll have an episode out with more than just me but if it isn't and it's just me again please go gentle uh and with that i want to thank everyone for listening thank everyone for sending me those emails and just interacting with us on social media. Um, and remember, if you're talking about it. So- I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free.